everybody, and welcome to an all-new episode of The Chat. Oh my goodness, we have so much to discuss tonight on some of your favorite shows. But before we dive into everything, let's check in on our co-host. Chaz, you are back with us. How are you? I am back, bitches. No, I'm good. I'm back. I'm wonderful, good, happy, and all that stuff. Did you have a good Thanksgiving? I did. I don't want to see no turkey, no dressing, no nothing for until Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) I literally just got rid of all my leftovers today because I'm like, I'm sick of looking out. So, but yeah. Good Thanksgiving. Ate plenty of food. Saw some family. Some I wanted to see, some I didn't want to, but overall it was great. Good for you, dear. I'm glad to hear it. I'm glad you're back with us. Alan, how are you, my dear? It's cold out and that's a lot of noise me, so yeah. Okay, great. Um Tiggs, how are you, my beloved? I'm doing pretty good. Had a great day at work today. Got the schoolwork done. I don't feel like a dumbass bitch. I'm ready. <laughs> when you say beloved, I makes me think of that movie Beloved. No <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> well, well, we know we know that Casey wants to touch Rodrigo on the inside part. Two in the pink, one in the stink. Rodrigo, how are you? Why y'all get him started? Uh, I'm good, y'all. Uh, <laughs> Got a white boy on my roster. You, you, you always get him started, Thunder Thighs. <laughs> uh, Just crack my skull anyways, like a bitch. Anyway, happy Turkey Days, but though. Hope everyone had a good turkey day and all that good stuff. I'm ready to talk soaps. I had a lovely turkey day, and you should stuff mine for the holidays next Ooh, year. Yeah. I'm calling see, HR on your ass. See, 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 see. Thank you, Tim. You need to be. Rodrigo is the Mac to my Rachel. There we oh, go. Please don't oh, do that. Okay. <laughs> Casey wants Rodrigo uh, to thrust. Look, I want Rodrigo to creep up on me like James did to Barbara. Hello, Casey. And you just <laughs> the, back, the, the background. Ooh. Casey, you a tall bitch. He gonna have to tap on your shoulder. Shit. I, I want him to do something. What is he gonna tap on my shoulder with? I don't know. Big. So, I know yeah, that's what is so funny to me because Casey, I don't think that I, I just wouldn't imagine that you were like a tall person. I don't know why that is. Oh, Casey's a tall bitch. I, I, I didn't know that. When I saw the picture, I was like, wait a minute. How tall are you? Okay. Had me and my boyfriend looking like. This is so funny. Had me and my boyfriend looking like Miss Juicy and Miss Minnie. Rest in peace, Miss Minnie. Rest in peace. Oh, my God. Okay, get to the top. Okay. No, you all start. That one, don't even. <laughs> oh Lord! <laughs> and we're off. Oh my! For real, Casey walked up on this with his suitcase like he was lurch. Oh my God! <laughs> <laughs> okay. You can go more. Um. Anyway, so <laughs> okay. <sighs> All right. Yes. Yeah, so. To our topics, of course, there is no question of what soap opera we are starting off with today. It is, of course, The Young and the Restless. Oh, so, 
Okay, Jazz, you can mute yourself. <laughs> um, I got there, one show to talk about, damn it. Leave me alone. <laughs> it's not my fault. <laughs> um, so, yeah, there is so much to discuss. Oh, my God. So, oh, if you didn't see today's episode yet, then this kind of goes off from today's because today was the major reveal um, and the major climax to the Claire Grace storyline, it has been revealed that Claire's much-talked-about Aunt Jordan, played by the legendary uh, multi-Emmy Award-nominated actress Colleen Zank, is actually Eve Howard's sister. For those who don't know, Eve Howard was a character way back when, who last appeared in 1993, and the character started out as coming to Newman Enterprises as Victor's secretary, and they had an affair going all the way back to when Victor was married to Julia, his first wife, and Victor and Eve kind of had this very tortured relationship and affair. It ended up with her getting pregnant, which of course called into doubt if Cole Howard was Victor's son for a bit, uh, which he never turned out to be. Just a lot of drama. Eve tried to kill Victor and Nikki, especially on their wedding day and on their honeymoon. Um, but anyway, Victoria and Cole had a daughter that they named after Cole's mother, Eve. And that daughter, we were all led to believe 25 years ago, died prematurely. But now, here we are, flash forward. Claire Grace, Nikki's beloved assistant, has turned out to quite possibly be. Cole and Victoria's baby girl, Eve Nicole Howard. So lots of drama going on. And then, of course, the Newman show up. They get poisoned. Cole gets poisoned as well. Nick got stabbed today. Nikki and Victor reunited. Oh, my. There were flashbacks galore. Wow. Chaz, where the hell do we begin? I mean, my God, what are your thoughts on what is going down on the young and the restless? Uh, what I think is, is somebody that got with Josh's ass and say, listen here, you better get your shit together. You about to be out of a job. Um, listen, it's been good. I, I, I have like minor gripes about the story. There were a couple holes. I was like, you know, oh, y'all can't break none of the glass and get out the house. You know, like, why didn't Nikki just bash that girl upside the head with a vodka bottle? There are multiple things that were just like, why did they do this? But overall, I've been enjoying the show. Um, I've been, <laughs> who knew? I, at first, I think I made a video and I said, I think this might be Eve, but Eve died. So not unless she didn't really die, but they made it to be her sister, which I'm perfectly fine with because we've got Colleen Zink. Which has been, she's been doing a bang up job. I've been loving her on my screen again. And Miss Barbara Ryan, she, I've been loving her on my screen. Um, the young lady that plays Claire, she's been doing a pretty good job. I'm not, I haven't been familiar with her because I didn't watch the other show that she was on. So, um, well, did you watch her, Chaz? Chaz, did you watch her when she played Abby before M. Rylan? Queen. I don't remember her from only only one I remember is in Ryland from as Ab. I don't remember her being okay. on the show. No, um, be be happy, be happy, Chaz, because she finally right, has learned how to act. Oh, you all stop. She was like twelve <laughs> years old then. Like no, Jesus. Christ. No, no, and, 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 and how do you explain her first three years on General Hospital? Yeah. So she couldn't act, I'm assuming, but no, she, she, she couldn't do she could act until her last six months of GH. Yeah, well, oh. yeah. 
took her a minute. Yeah. But anyways, so she's been good. I've been, like I said, I have my gripes with the story. Um, I don't think that Nick needed to be in this, to be honest with you. It could have been like he, so he didn't need to be there because he's not really connected to any of this other stuff. He was just kind of there, but he got stabbed today. So I was like, oh, you got stabbed. That's, that's nice to see. Um, what else? It's been good. Like, the, my only minor gripe I have with the storyline is, is that sometimes I think storylines like this explode too quickly. Um, I'm a fan of the slow burn. We could have had Claire on doing these little things to Nikki, you know, for maybe another month or two and had this been an explosion in, in February for February sweeps. I would have liked that, but what we've been getting the fallout has been good. Like I watched today's episode with so much going on and Jordan didn't pull the damn Sheila Carter allegedly and switch the damn babies. When <laughs> we thought the baby dead, the baby didn't die. Uh, she switched her out and put for another baby. And this just was a lot. It was a lot, but either way, it still turned out to be good. This is this, this is the, what I'm watching young and restless for right now. Um, some of the other stuff is is just there. I mean, I, I do I do enjoy uh, Mammy and that stuff, but um, I only enjoy because I like seeing it on my screen. I hate the storyline. That's just me. But overall, it was good. It was good stuff. Like they got, they've been doing. This is one thing that Josh has done right. Like and like I said, I wish he would have had a little bit of a build up, and the girls start. You know, just slowly. I would have liked to see a slow fall off the wagon again for Nikki. Um, and then it explode this way. But either way, I know maybe they had to do it in the time that they did it. I've been liking it. Me too. I mean, there is like so much to talk about. But first off, you know, I just have to say the two Eve Howard flashbacks we've gotten from yesterday and today were absolutely amazing. And uh, rest continue to rest in peace, Margaret Mason, who played Eve. Um, and also one of the Linda Patterson's on Days of Our Lives. I mean, she was a huge, like, soap actress uh, for her era. Um, and I think this is such a great way to pay tribute to her, too. Um, yeah, and all the flashbacks. She, the, no, I'm sorry to mean to cut you off. The, no, the flashbacks I thought were great because I was clearly not born when um, <laughs> the initial you know, story about Eve and stuff was on out. The only thing I remember of Eve Howard, I don't even remember when she came back in 93. I remember seeing a flashback episode, I think it was of Nikki and Victor's wedding, where she was walking around like the help, and she was <laughs> that kept having her about to, like, try to do something to Nikki. This, oh, yeah, well, I, it was disguised at their wedding to stab Nikki, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, she was she was dressed as the hell. This was, I think it happened around 2020 on a flashback episode or something. I remember watching it. Yeah, because um, February, uh, this February marks the 40th anniversary of Victor and Nikki's wedding. So, like, when okay. Eve showed up with that, uh, when Jordan showed up with that big, huge knife at the end of today's episode, I think it was kind of like a callback to uh, Eve. They killed Victor and Nikki okay. on that wedding day. Yeah. Okay. So that made sense. I was like, okay, because I understand. But other than that, yeah, like I said, it's been really good. A lot, a lot happened today. A lot was told. It's like, yeah, that is your daughter. And they were like, nah, our daughter died. So I'm. <laughs> that shit was okay. It was kind of killing me because Victoria went to slap her, and oh my god, Amelia Hindley and Haley Aaron are playing this 
so well against each other. Like, this is the Victoria that I have missed yeah. so, so much. Yeah, I, you know, the only thing, like, Amelia High has been doing really well. I would have loved if, if um, and she, I know she ain't in the role no more, um, but just for us to get the flashback scenes, um, yeah. we could have had uh, Heather Tom there, um, you know, in that role. But I know she wasn't, she's not in the role. She's gone. I get it. But it would have like been nice because I honestly, I'm not going to hold you up. I do not remember um, her losing baby Eve. I don't know if I wasn't watching at that time. I don't recall that happening at all. So anyway, either way, like I said, I they were, the one they, like I thought they were going to do a one sided flashback of Cole, maybe like I'll agree with you there, Chaz. And I thought maybe Victoria was going to mention that Eve's like the date of Eve's death and the date of her birth were actually this month um, because Eve died on like November 16th, I think. So I thought Victoria maybe was going to be like, you know, 25 years, you know, like mention the timestamp of it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. But this was, this was, this was a good use of history. It was a good use of history. Um, we didn't have to have, you know, some of the characters like what we didn't know, no Jordan and some of the history was like, oh, OK, so she stuck, snuck in the thing and stole the baby and switched them out. And was like, oh, OK, that didn't really happen. But it still was tied to the history of something that actually happened. So that that's why I'm like, oh, OK, I can I can roll with some of the huge gaps that they had. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, and I can feel get your ass up and beat that lady in the head with a bottle and be done with it. <laughs> So well, Nick, Nick was throwing Colleen Zank all over that damn set. He man, that, that reminded me. I'm sorry. There was a Tyler Perry movie with uh, Felicia Rashad. It so fucking funny. When they had oh this God. young, she was fighting this young boy, and the young boy, she got the better of this young boy who couldn't put the handcuffs on. It just reminded me of that so quick. Man, I'm like, John Lamar <laughs> was not serious. He was not serious. Okay, but that shit was hilarious because, like, Victoria, Victoria is crying yeah. to Eve. Oh, I'm like, Claire. like on that crack. He's on that crack. To, uh, they're crying to E. Claire. And you just see, I just see Joshua Morrow pushing Barbara Ryan in the background. <laughs> I saw like, that and I was like, I was yeah. like, what in the hell? And then one thing that just made me chuckle today is when I think Cole, Victoria, and I think it was Nick, they all start to kind of like fall at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> They're stumbling and shit. Right. I no, said there was, I, there was I, one scene. There was I, one scene, Joshua Morrow, all of a sudden. It was Cole and Victoria talking with Claire, and then all of a sudden, here come Nick. What's going on? Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they're all having like, emotional moments, and you know, Victor's like Eric Braden sleeping in the background. He just okay. Like, that was fucking hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Eric Braden was like, "I put what? What's y'all talking?" Let me take a little. He said, "Let me take a little break in between these scenes." Let, let but you know, I I could buy all of this because. Yeah, Eve was on for a lot in separate stints, but when Eve first came on, we knew nothing about her. She was just raising Cole in, she was Jill's roommate. She was Jill's roommate at Jill's house, and they were raising their babies together. They were best friends, because Eve was also kind of like a motherly figure to Philip as well. Um, So, like, there's just, 
I buy all of that. I can buy she had a a strange sister. I can buy the sister was pissed off that she never got to see Eve again. Like, I can buy all of it. It's not, I know this is going to sound crazy to me. It's not that far of a stretch that all of this has happened. Um, One thing, I don't know, do we know if Colleen's in, 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 what's the girl, Haley? Haley. Hell yeah! Have they signed contracts? Because I, so I, I would take I would take Kylie Zink on my screen every day. I would. They're still filming, and so is Jay Eddie Peck. Jay Eddie Peck is still filming. Um, so we gonna Haley see more is on it. contract. Yeah, Haley's on. Yeah. Okay. Um, I bet. Yeah. Yeah. The story's far from over because Christian LeBlanc took a picture with Haley Aaron and Colleen Zank in the uh, police station set, um, like the interrogation room they have. So, well, I like to see more of them. It's been it's been good. It's been good shit. Very good. And I just thought this was all amazing. Um, You know me. You guys know I I like Amelia Heinley and I love the character of Victoria. I always have. But this is what Amelia excels at. Getting her out of the business world stories has done wonders for her. I saw it today. She woke the hell up. This is like stuff that I have not seen from her since Victoria was in that car accident with Ashland and Ray. Like, it's been a while since I've seen Amelia bring something to the table that is soapy. And I will, oh my God, her and Jay Eddie Peck have not missed a beat since they were on All My Children together 20 years ago. I mean, it is just, I can't describe it. Like, you know, Victoria, she showed up in that Steve Jobs turtleneck and she was ready to fight somebody. One of my favorite scenes today was when she went to go slap Eclair and that girl grabbed her hand. I felt Susan Lucci and uh, Sarah Michelle Geller, like, Oh my God. And then all of the little, there were like some Easter eggs. Like, like I mentioned, you know, um, Aunt Jordan with the knife was very reminiscent of Eve with the knife back in 1984. Uh, Victor being poisoned by Aunt Jordan was very reminiscent when he was poisoned by Eve. Like, this was just amazing. All of the actors brought something to the table. And then I just have to, shout out Melody Thomas Scott again because she today it's I'm sorry you guys today it cemented it for me she needs to be the lead actress Emmy winner next year I'm throwing them all out now like it is no longer a competition I when Nikki was hallucinating and explaining to Victor She's like, I'm a fighter. I've got this. She's like, Claire, you will not beat me. Like, oh my God, Melody Thomas Scott, there is nobody acting this hard in daytime right now and excelling. Well, this no. is what you do with Melody Thomas Scott. You don't yes, have her. You don't have her behind the desk. Storyline behind the desk, <laughs> going to get going to get the uh, DoorDash. You don't yeah. have her doing shit like that. This is what you do with a character like Melody with 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 Nikki. And this is what you do with Melly Thomas Scott. You give her the material to play. You don't give her doing no stupid ass business. Well, we got to talk about the business merger. That's not that character. Ain't never been that character. No. Don't give that her that shit to do. So it's that's what you do with her. What you did today is what you do with that character. So. Yes, you have 
Nikki in peril is how mm-hmm. Melody Thomas Scott has made it 45 years on this show almost. Like, it's what she excels at. Nobody plays a woman in peril like Melody Thomas Scott. Nobody. Um, she's like the blueprint. <laughs> it's like, um, but yeah, I just, wow. Rodrigo, let's go to you though, because you have, Ooh. I've seen your tweets. You've been loving Love. <laughs> I haven't been this happy as pig and shit about Young the Restless in years. Like, I don't know where to begin. I'll just start with the good. I'm going to go with the good. Besides, yes, Melody Thomas Scott, Mama is just letting the bitches know put, I, my seat is at the damn table too for the lead actress Emmy next year. Yeah, we've said Fanola, Ariane Zucker, but Melody to the damn Scott, who has been only nominated one time in her 44 years on this damn show, is showing up and showing out. This is One time, you said? One time in 1999, the year Susan Lucci won, is the only nomination that Melody Thomas Scott has gotten as lead actress on this show. One time. That's a sin and shame. A sin and a shame. So that's why she deserves to be on that list. And yes, quite possibly win next year because she is doing the work of her life. This is the Nikki Numi we want to see. We want to see her drunk. We want to see her in, per- in peril. Uh, we want all the cl- old clips I've been seeing about the old Young and Arrested from the 80s and 90s and Nikki, her original drunk storyline and losing the baby with Victor when she was pregnant with Jack's baby and all that stuff. That's the Nikki we want to see. We don't want to see her running a media company. That is stupid. That is stupid. <laughs> Nikki does not know a damn thing about fucking business. She wanted nothing to do with business. She never wanted anything to do with business. She wanted to be a society girl because she came from the stripper world and the cult world and whatnot, and she wanted respectability and not to work. She never wanted to work. She never raised those damn kids. She sent them off to boarding school. That's <laughs> we don't want to see Nikki working. This is the Nikki Newman we want to see. Thank you, Josh Griffith, for bringing this back to the fold. Next up, Haley to the damn Irwin. Listen, Chaz, there's a reason you do not remember her as Abby her first time because she was unmemorable. In that part, that girl did not know where she was. I I doubt Melody Thomas Scott, Eric Graydon, and them remember she was on this show the first time. That's how <laughs> unmemorable she was the first time she was on this show. When she went to General Hospital, her first couple of years, again, all Rebo until Mora to the damn West had to take her aside and say, Baby, if you're going to play my daughter, I need you to get this right. And she finally got it right. And she won an Emmy her last year on General Hospital. So Mama left GH knowing how to act because Maura West taught this lady. And now she has come back and she's working with Colleen to the damn Zank on her return to daytime. She's working with Melody Thomas Scott. She's working with Eric Braden. She's working with Joshua Moore. She's working with Amelia Hindley. She's working with J.D. Peck. And she is serving on a platter. Harry Aaron is bringing me Sarah Michelle Geller, Kendall Hart in this role. 
those confrontation scenes between her and Amelia Hindley, amazing. When they did that stare down, when Claire told Victoria, look into my eyes and you could see, and let me know if I am your daughter. And Amelia Hindley, oh. Because she wanted to believe it so much. She does so little by doing, she does so much by doing so little. It is the little moments I loved with Victoria. You could see in these scenes, Victoria, she does not want to believe. She has to relive this trauma in her life. Losing that child was the most traumatic thing that Victoria Newman went through. And for her to try to, to relive that, and they are bringing this back up, and she does not want to believe it, Amelia played that perfectly. Like, it's, it's in the eyes. I was watching her eyes. She did so much in her eyes, and the emotions in those eyes, and the tearing and the welling up when it was starting to become maybe true what uh, Jordan was telling the story, how she switched those babies and she knew the room number and all the little facts and details. And Jandy Peck and especially Amelia, they were like, oh shit, maybe it is true. And, and Honestly, and, it felt like I'm just going to be real. It, oh this is no shade to the previous performer, but because it's more about the emotions I felt, but I felt like Amelia played that. Was playing those original scenes because yeah. she, mm -hmm went along with it. I she was like, it. I wasn't there. J.D. Peck was there, so you could see it in his emotions. But Amelia wasn't there, but you, she had to sell it that she was there. And I believed it. And it was just emotions all around. I'll tell you this. I felt like Chuck Pratt was in that writing room for that day because all that shit was, it was just being thrown at you. And unless there are, it is convoluted in, at some points because the Victor Newman I know would not go along with this girl just saying that Nikki's at the hospital and he would not be calling these hospitals and going straight to. <laughs> he would have went straight to the hospital. He wouldn't go to nobody. <laughs> yeah. in that yeah. house. I that, okay. think that Victor, I honestly think the story here is that Victor is actually losing it a little bit because. Maybe they, yeah, maybe they can incorporate that, but. Yeah, I had to suspend my belief on that because it was so good anyway. That look, the storyline don't got to be perfect, but if you can entertain me, you use history, you gave me flashbacks, you know, the dialogue was amazing, the acting was impeccable. Colleen Zane came is just having the time of her life. Josh Mamora, I don't know what was going on. <laughs> <laughs> Johnson, that's why I said he did not need it to be there. I, I didn't know what was going on, but baby, I know Nick was probably, I know he was supposed to be drugged, but it was giving crack. <laughs> can you imagine? Can you imagine if Colleen Zank what I needed for what I needed to happen was for Aunt Jordan to say, now, I don't know why you brought him along. Like, and look at Nick. <laughs> but now right. Yeah, that's why I was like, you know, Nick was the only one that didn't belong there. And I'm like, like, if Nick is that weak, Aunt Jordan could have whooped his ass. Like, like she could have just whooped him right there. Just like, he, he wasn't was doing nothing. The way she stabbed him on the cheek. <laughs> and then ran up the stairs. Ran up the stairs. But the slicing, when she sliced him, I was like, ooh. I kind of jumped, even though he I just said the preview. Sliced him over like a sweet potato. Sliced him real good. And then, but when she went up them steps, when Colleen Zank 
was confronting Eric Braden, Melly. You saw three generations of like soap iconetry <laughs> in that one room. I thought my, I thought my screen was gonna explode. I was like, it was gonna come bust. The power of three, <laughs> like the power of three, will set you free. Oh my god. I was telling you this, if you did not put a Colleen Zank in here, if you didn't incorporate J.A.D. Peck or history in this, Claire, because I'm going to be honest, when this story first started, I was like, where the fuck are they going with this? Like, what is this? Like, what is going on? But when they start to put the pieces together and like, it, then Colleen Zank comes out of nowhere, you're like, wait, you ain't going to bring Colleen Zank to no bullshit. Well, let me tell you, I, that's that's I wasn't watching. I hadn't watched in like a month. No, then, she was like, the drop. Scrolling through she Twitter, was, she was the big drop. Scrolling through, she and I said, it. "Barbara Ryan is on the boat. The Young and the Restless." Let me tell you, that woke quick. me up when she popped up. That's what woke me up to the story. I was like, "Wait, you kept us under wraps. That means you wanted to pull a good one on us." And goddamn it, Josh Griffith, I commend you for this storyline. You. Brought the history to it. I feel like a, a, the show is going through their 50th anniversary now. You know, maybe they could have told us a year ago. Maybe the logistics wasn't there yet. They wanted, you know, those actors on there. But I am loving this. I am loving every minute of this, despite the plot holes, like Swiss cheese in between. I don't care. I am in, there, there's no mergers or acquisitions. In this, there's this nobody no... talking about nobody business that nobody <laughs> care about. Right, that, that's this so is... funny. You've had no. these business storylines for the last six months, year on this show, and we have but not you... given a shit about. But you yeah. do this in two weeks, and we watching like yes, this, you incorporate history between the Cameron story earlier and this story where you incorporate history that the fans care about. This is how you right. do it, right? And you got to continue this. Whatever you're doing, Josh, the, the writer's back now. We got a clean house with this other bullshit you try. These the scabs are trying to pull on us. Get rid of that shit. Get back to the basics of Bill Bell S storylines on this show. Kudos to the kudos to today's episode. Major, major kudos. Yeah, it was it was a sight to behold. And you know me. I usually I'm just like the rest of you guys. I usually like tweet out during an episode. I did not tweet out until those end credits rolled because I could not take my eyes off the screen. I literally could not like I I was like, oh my god, what's gonna happen now? What 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 like I mean I just every fade to black and fade back in, I was on the edge of my seat and I probably I haven't felt this way about the young and the restless in damn near a decade. <laughs> That's been years. It's been years. Even with the camera storyline, I was like, yeah, okay. But this one did a really good job. I think they did a great job with, and I can you know, see- and I think we get the fallout, the rest of the fallout, I think is tomorrow. So, Yes. And I can see like, who's going to take, the Emmy, like I can see Melody, you get lead, Amelia, you get supporting, Colleen, you get guest. Like, that this is a sweep. Like, my god, finally, the young and the restless has some shit to submit for the Emmys. God damn, they better not submit nothing else. Don't go none for the rest of this year because y'all gonna lose. Oh, yeah, oh, don't think, quick thing, mate. 
Eric Braden, Eric Brady, Eric Brady. When Victor was like, you waited 40 years to tell a story like this. <laughs> <laughs> that was the, Rodrigo, that was the best line. The oh, one Eric Brady gets it. He gets it. He gets it. I love that. I was like, yes, he's speaking for the audience too, because I know he's speaking with some of the people like, what the hell is this convoluted shit? He was like, what, girl? Get away. He's like, go away from me with this Apollo, with this bullshit, because like, I don't understand what you're talking about. Eric Brady just, oh, I love him. I love this man. He just, he, oh, there's flashbacks with him. Mm. That was trolling us too because they had a comment about Victoria's hair in this in this in this episode today too that I caught. <laughs> well, you got all that big beautiful hair, and I was like, that she don't never call. So good, like when they were calling themselves out. That was almost the best part of the episode because that makes it even more realistic is when they call themselves out. Like when Victor did say yesterday, 40 years, like that would be a real reaction because that man would be like, what the fuck? Like, right. Girl, this happened. Uh, this is like 40 years ago. Why are you bringing this shit up now? Literally. But yeah, I just, I think the best part of today was definitely the back and forth between Haley, Aaron and Amelia. I, I don't know. What the director said to them, I don't know. The directors don't say nothing to them people on that thing. They just y'all go for it. Well, no, they don't. They don't say nothing to a redhead. But you know, I don't know if you know somebody called them. Uh, I, I don't know. Like I literally, I felt this. Like, oh my god! But Tiggs, let's go to you. Uh, what are your thoughts on what's going down on Windar? I'm off on Thursday. I'm going to catch up. I think I'm going to just watch the last five episodes. Yeah, leading up to it. But I don't give a damn about what happened two weeks ago. But, um... <clears throat> you ain't missing. You just watched this the, point, the new stuff the last couple yeah, of days. At this point, this is the shot in the arm that Y&R needed. When you have a show that has gotten as repetitive and stagnant as the Young and the Wrestlers, you don't give a good goddamn what the fuck they got to do. Like, at this point, shit. Drew Silla could have just walked up to society one day, said, I'm back, y'all. No explanation. And just hopped back in the shit. And we would have been like, oh, shit. Like, just, just no explanation. Like, when death becomes come for decimal measures. And we all know, plot, it, it's integral. It's just, we hate when it gets too plot-driven and too plot-heavy. We don't mind a plot here and a plot there that accelerates story and, you know, get characters out of their element and get them into something else. That still is part of their character, but you know, like like you said, Casey, like and Rodrigo said, like it's nice to get the Newmans out of that business orbit. We get it. Newman Enterprises is paramount. Eric Braden's been telling us for forty fucking years. We get it. We need to move away from that. I want to know about more of the interpersonal relationships. Like that's why I'm kind of happy with Sonny on GH. Yes, the mob is still there, but it's more of a backdrop to his life like it used to be until Guza with Sopranos nuts. So like, you know, I, I'm liking this. And this is karma for Victoria. She she has never treated Adam with any type of respect, with any type of dignity, with any type of family loyalty, no matter what he's done. He's taken bullets. He's given away body organs. He's done all this shit to atone for the things he's done. And Victoria has never understood 
why Victor keeps giving him chance, chance after chance. Well, now, bitch, you got your own little version of that. And I hope that little girl makes her life a living hell for at least the last six months. I want her to be a disgusting little bitch to Victoria. So Victoria can finally understand. Not saying she got the light, Adam, but now she can finally understand why Victor has been doing the things he's been doing. Yes, he always backpedals and self-destructs and fucks up. But that's where Adam gets that shit from. But it's like, now she'll understand. Because at least for Adam and Victor, you know, he knew that Adam existed, but out of respect for Hope, he stayed away. But Adam resented that because he felt like Victor abandoned him. And Hope's not there. She's dead. So the only target he could take it out on was Victor and the rest of the family. But with Victoria, she, she didn't know. She thought the baby was dead. And now she has to plead with this girl like, I did not know. I didn't throw you away. They told me you were dead. And Clay ain't trying to hear that shit. No, because she, she's been with Jordan all the time. And Jordan, been, she's been poisoning her mind her entire life. You know, your mama ain't want you. Mm-hmm. They threw you away. Just like they did my sister. You know, crazy, no crazy. So I, I'm very excited to see how this progresses. And I'm glad that they still filming. I'm like you, Chaz. I think Chaz, from Jump, from Haley Aaron's first episode, she start, she should have started doing shit. Mm-hmm. Maybe that would have made it a little, you know, kind of dragged it out just a little bit. Yes. We ain't going to, no, because we don't want the GH type of shit where they drag your shit out for a year to don't nobody care no more, then give you a tired-ass climax. You no, know, they no, could have just no, did a little bit long. more. I think what they should have did at the end of her first episode, yeah, she could have been the dutiful, you know, secretary, assistant, blah, 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 but it should have been reminiscent to 90210 with Val. Mm-hmm. You know, Valerie was the, the perfect daughter of Jim and Cindy's friends, and she came to stay with them because, you know, she was still dealing with her father's death, and, you know, her mother didn't know what to do with her, so she just wanted a one family to come home to. At the end of the episode, the minute that bitch lit that motherfucking joint, I knew it was playtime. So, and that's what should have happened with Claire. She should have been the perfect assistant for maybe the first one or two times we saw her, but then at the end of that first or second time, she should have lit her motherfucking blunt. Or, or they could have just had her in her suite at the GCAC, talking to a bottle of vodka. We're gonna come in handy. I'm about to use you tomorrow. You know, yeah. just little yeah, shit like, like this. That, dude, that's, like, that oh, gives you, yeah, and that gives you. That's some. That's <laughs> a buildup that you get because we got that same buildup. If you remember when Sheila Carter first was introduced, she was the dutiful nurse, right? Yeah. She was doing whatever she's supposed to do. But then we started to see these scenes with just her by herself talking to herself. Yeah. And, and that could have been what we it like, is. Okay. It could have been it could have been Haley Aaron either talking to a a a, a whimsical, you know, vodka bottle or or right. a very fancy decanter. Maybe she right. would name the motherfucker. Yeah. And she'll just the be talking to got, this damn decanter like she's fucking nuts. Well, man, the only thing we got was like her with some newscape newspaper clippings. And yeah, like, I would have rather heard just well, we got so like, her we got, vodka. we got the newspaper clippings and we got like three mysterious phone calls. But yeah, they needed to like amp it up just amp a little more, bit. Yeah. just a little, not really even by much because like they didn't miss a lot of the story. But like Chaz said, had she come on a month earlier or 
two months or just like a little bit more. And like she should have shared some one-on-one scenes with Amelia Heinley. Like remember when he brought Claire to that wedding, Victoria should have been there and they should have ran into each other. Like, Oh, Mm -hmm. you must be my mom's new assistant. Yeah, I am. I'm, you know, Claire, great, whatever. Like, right, she could have introduced herself and then she could have walked off and Victoria could have looked behind her shoulder like... Yeah, I can see why... There's something familiar about that little girl. I can... There's something familiar about her. I can understand why they lured Nikki because, like, Nikki was the big draw. Like, that's the one... If Nikki's away, you know Victor's going to, you know, move heaven and earth to go get his... That's how you lure the rest of the Newmans on there. But Mm yeah, they had at least played more scenes with Victoria and Clay. That's why it threw me off. That's what the reason I was just like, why is she here? Like, why? Yeah, it, it should. Yeah, it should have been more scenes. And like um, I said, her just seeing Victoria in past, and every right. time Victoria talks to her, she just thinks to herself, like, just little things. There, there's something about this things. little girl. I don't yeah. know. They dropped. They dropped two things. They dropped Audra looking into her past, mm. and they also dropped. Um, Claire hitting on Nate because Nate and Claire had a scene together where she said, Oh, maybe we could spend some one-on-one time together and you can tell me a little bit about the Newmans. And then they like started talking about Nikki and Nate was like, Oh, if you feel you need to back off from being too perfect, trust your instincts. And then that never happened. Like maybe Claire should have also been spying on Nate and Victoria's breakup and like consoled him at the GCAC overdrinks. Mm-hmm. Or, or, or it could have been a situation where, you know, she could have ran into Johnny at the park. Yep. Like, just, had a, just a, a little one off with him, just a little, yeah. little conversation with him before, yeah. you know, it have been like, before, oh, you keep saving our family with these little things. Thank you. Like, yeah. You know, yeah. it could have been something like that. Like, it could have been like she was just having a, a random conversation with Johnny, and then here comes Billy and that damn Chelsea walking up, ruining everything. Mm-hmm. Well, see, you know the thing is the the thing is is that this is what happens when you have one person doing everything is yeah. that these little things yeah, that all all the things that make a story so this is the difference between Josh Griffith and 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 Bill Bell is that number one Bill Bell had people to add that stuff in right and then Bill Bell mm-hmm. was was the the consummate slow burn the the build right. These little things or these little nuances we would see, right? And then that when it blew up, it made it so much better. So when you but when you're doing everything yourself, you can't do that, mm-hmm. right? Because you're just trying to get yep. the story out. Yeah, Bill because Bell's instead of problem. her being instead of her being Nikki's assistant, she could have been even a student teacher in Katie's class. And that's how they could have got her like I, mixed up. It, it could have been a situation where, you know. She's making up lies about Katie, like Katie's misbehaving in school. And instead of, you know, Billy's like, oh, well, I handle it. No, I would like to talk to Kathleen's mother. And like, she just had these random conversations with Victoria, making Victoria think, oh, I just want to help Catherine. I just want to help her be the best student she can be. And Victoria don't think nothing of it because Victoria don't pay attention to her kids like nigga didn't pay attention to her. So it's like, you know, it could have been just little stuff like that. But like I agree, Chad, it could have been like a month or so earlier. A little bit more build up, a little bit more, like you said, random interactions to see how she responds to them and how they respond to her. 
Because, like, I, I see why, though, they went for the assistant thing because it also plays pays tribute to Eve herself because Eve was Victor's assistant. So I guess yeah. he went with that. But, yeah, the, the teacher thing really could have played up, like, the ick factor of it, like the very creepy crawly under your skin stuff that Bill Bell was famous for. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But also I think Bill Bell, and the story's not done. We know that. There's still, right, there's still more. Yeah. But, like, I also wish they would have waited till February of next year to do this because it's a sweeps month, but I feel like Bill Bell would have also waited for the actual 40th anniversary of Victor and Nikki's wedding to really play this up more. Um, Well, the big, the big draw wasn't necessarily Jordan coming in and kidnapping Nikki and all that kind of stuff. That was, something cute to do but the reveal that that uh uh claire is is maybe uh or nikki not nikki's daughter but um victoria's daughter that could have been the big blow up right it made that a bigger because it is like you know it is smartly and i bet that's why they did it this month because it is the month that marks the 25th anniversary of the eve dying story so maybe that's why they did it this month um instead because you're right chat like the fact that they introduce eve senior sister is like the cherry on the sunday but the actual sunday is made because it's about victoria and cole's baby but i think i think why um colleen is still filming she probably is filming until you know she probably will air throughout February. She probably will air for the next three months. And you know what? That's probably, I can already see it if they go, I don't know anything, but if they go this route, she might try to kill Victor and Nikki during like, oh, this is our 40th anniversary celebration. Let's go away. And then they pay homage to Eve's sister trying to kill them on their special 40th anniversary vacation. Like Eve tried to kill them on their honeymoon. And then maybe they'll kill off Jordan's character in a big way, you know? So that could well, happen. she gonna get out that room. Hey, you, you know, I think. Oh that, yeah, you know, she gonna escape police custody. She J- Jordan ain't going to jail. Not after all this, she gonna she gonna okay. find a way. Look, y- y'all know, y'all know, Colleen Zink. Look, damn it, she know how to look. She will make a door or a window out of anywhere. You saw how you know how she threw that motherfucker through that courtroom window. Barbara said, oh, "Fuck God. you." If they and pay fuck homage that. to that, if they pay homage to that, that would be amazing. <laughs> they have she's gonna get out that place. She's going to set yeah, that bitch on fire. She's going to get out of there. Well, mark my word, she's going to get the hell up out of there. Okay? I just... Oh, my God. This oh, oh is... give it a month. Jordan going to be at Fairview plotting shit. Mm-hmm. Watch when I get out this motherfucker. And then, just like... Oh, my God. Having Jay Eddie Peck back. I mean... That oh, was... that. Now, that was a surprise to me. I was that, like, well, yeah. surprise, surprise! <laughs> <laughs> But you know, yeah, because I I'd always wondered that too. I always wondered because you know Amelia's been in that role for over eighteen years, mm-hmm. and I've always wondered like why they never went there. Like, okay, why don't they? They never really mentioned Cole like that over the years. It's like, yeah, they they had chemistry on all my children. I don't think it's gonna go anywhere. So I'm surprised they didn't even try to bring Cole back at least shit five six years ago. Yes, but I just can't wait until like all of Genoa City finds out about what the Newmans have been through because like this affects 
so many people like I can see Jill having a reaction to this. Like, Eve Howard's sister, what the fuck? <laughs> and like, I can see, you know, Abby, when she finds out about this in June of 2024, uh, being like, ooh, I, sure, <laughs> I hadn't gone to Devon's for Thanksgiving, y'all. Like, <laughs> you know. It's- they treat Abby, so Abby, so Poe baby. Oh, po baby. And, and you already, and you already know, they're going to have the queen wrapped in it because they're going to be trying to sick Sharon on that girl to get her some counsel. Oh my, and then, but also, oh my God, there needs to be amazing scenes between Sharon and Nick in the hospital as his stab wounds heal. They, that's when they need to get back together. That's how you, that's how you bring them two back together. He like, needs oh to my God, Nick was stabbed. What happened? There you go. And here's the other thing. Dan, get back is back. Huh? What'd you say, baby? No, I was going to say, Daddy Peck is back. Victoria is back. We just saw Nina. Hello. We that's, hey that's Ashley's it. in town too. Ashley's here is there too. I uh, I don't even care about Ashley. But the 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 draw is a huge part Nina of Nina versus Cole's Victoria. Was... Yeah. But that and if, if Jay Peck gonna be there a while, he better be start sniffing around Nina. And and um and Nina needs to stay or if they I don't know if she's back, gone again or if she's back, but I need them to come come across each other for a little well, bit. But like I, I said, actually, because he and Ashley were married for a year, like that for his final year on the show, like them breaking up is why he left town. Like, that's, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I, Ashley, I, I just Ashley, I didn't like the pairing. That I didn't care for that pairing. I just, yeah, I didn't, Ashley I, was with Cole before she got before it. Yeah, yeah. Like, I just didn't care. Story though, because Victoria and Ashley also like had great fights with each other over Cole. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, and Nina, like, there's so much, like, and we don't need Cole forever, you know. No, keep from like March of 2024. There you go, like, um, because yeah, I mean, hey, with it's just like there's so many things, like so much history to relive, and you know, I hope we start getting some Jay Eddie Peck flashbacks. Because that would be, I think, really good to submit the story. Submit the story would be some old school Cole flashbacks when things settle down. Um, I mean, they need to. I never understood that. Yes, yes, Amelia Hanley is a recast. I understand that, but I don't. I never understood why soaps don't do like a voiceover flashback or like a a, a one sided flashback. You can be, flash be, back to J. Eddie Peck or, or Melody Thomas Scott from twenty five years ago. You don't have to show Heather Time. You can flashback. Right, you know, like you could do a one-sided flashback to help pull it together. You can flashback to Colin Victor. You can flashback yeah. to Colin Ashley because Eileen Davidson was back. You could like there's a lot of flashbacks they can play out. But yeah, even like you said, like we just need, you know, Victoria. Like just play an old school Heather Tom J. Eddie Peck scene. And we like Amelia Heinley can just hear J. Eddie's voice. Yeah, exactly. Or if That's you do show the thing, you don't have to show it at the time. You just show JD Peck reacting to whatever. B does it all the time. Yeah. B and B is like the master of the one-sided flashback, I will say. Um, but Alan, let's go to you. I mean, my goodness, let's get your thoughts on everything that's gone down. Finally. Okay, I have three things to say. Number one, it was a well-structured bottle episode, only two sets, seven actors, great. So she do more of this. Number two, people on Twitter is like, 
oh, what if Claire isn't Eve? Then there's no fucking story. What is the point? She just go to jail and people wouldn't care. Number three, they need to recast Reed. Because if Claire Eve is our Kendall Hart archetype, we need, we need our Bianca. The child that was actually raised, well, mostly, somewhat, by Victoria. The JT did the heavy lifting. But yeah, so they need Reed to have the contrast of the child that had Victoria, that Victoria had in her life, and the one that wasn't raised by Victoria. They need that contrast. I read, we need to see Reed's reaction to having a big sister. They could recast him. We don't need Tristan like LeBeau. That's a very good point. I would actually love to see that, to see how it will work. Yeah, I just, I think that's really important, Alan, is that all of Victoria's children need to be present. And um especially... all my children. I agree. I agree because and I read it like the most aspects, but like you said, Adam, like Victoria raised that boy. They they need to just find a good good little girl to be Kate. You find a little cute little 13-year-old little girl that know her way around a fucking set. Because like you said, Johnny and Kenny need to react to this. Johnny's about 13, 14, so Kenny needs to be about 12. You you can find you a good little girl out there because she actually raised Kate. <laughs> like shit. Like I said, I'm going to reach one of you if he's with Mac and um, JT. That, if, if anything, the only good thing about that is Claire will probably appeal, try to appeal to him like, oh, so she's a terrible mother to you too because she was never around. So I was right about her all along, wasn't I? And the reader just be like, well, I mean, I saw her twice a year. I mean, she came over on the holiday. You know, but with, with, with you know, but with Katie, she could start poisoning Katie's mind. Like, did she ever hear from you, Katie? Does your mother work too much? Does she not care about all the important milestones in your life? The ticks, why do you sound um, like a... Uh, because okay. like because that when you, when you, you want to manipulate kids when you want to manipulate kids that's what you do when you want to manipulate no. kids that's what you do the the next phase should be Claire Grace going through that Newman family the next generation that Newman she needs to go through um yes Victoria's kid. and and that's I would cool. love it and I would love it if you know she developed a a, a good relationship with her uncle Adam. Because that would make Victoria see. Oh, her and Adam. She, if she got if she got along with Adam, close. and 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 and, because and Victoria was forced, yeah, and Victoria was forced to like play nice with Adam for Claire's sake. She, was like, I thought you were nurturing Victoria. You're not going to be like that towards your brother. But I do see, like, um, and I tweeted this out: is I do see. Victoria's like motherly psychological guilt kicking in and her getting uh Claire to do no jail time like you know we yep. can that Aunt Jordan poisoned your mind and we can get you therapy that's where Sharon can come in no, and then are. they're gonna get her a job I said they should like Victoria should get Abby to hire her as a waitress at society because Abby needs to be folded back into her family's stories and it needs to be like you're my daughter here's the chance I'm giving you that you said you've never had but then 
Eve's not going to make that chance up. You know what I mean? Well, like this, that, is, this is building up. This is building up to Victoria finally getting a taste of what Victor has been going through with Adam all these years. This is going to show her she's going to have her own demon seed mm-hmm. where she is going to feel guilty about not being there for her and she's going to try to understand her and they're going to have their back and forths, which I do want. I do want Claire to go through that whole family, especially her and Victor. I can see a type of... Cause Victor don't like the little girl anymore. She don't. He he don't like. He didn't give a fuck. He was like, I don't like this girl. I don't care who she is. She what she did was disgusting. I can see that affecting the family because they're gonna have people are gonna be on one side. Like Nikki gonna be like, Mm-mm, I don't trust that girl no more. And I, and I can see her being. <laughs> And, and I, I can just see her being just, What is this whispering voice? <laughs> I can see her I, just being red hot. She kidnapped me. She fucking smacked me. She 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 fucked that girl fucked up Nikki's sobriety. That Nikki was going to, she was some she was sober for all these years. And that girl put an IV in her and pumped her full of absolute. Of absolute vodka. Put <laughs> that all in her. And I have a bottle. I have and it can also be some it can also be something there with Summer. Like she could see the way they adore Summer. Well, well they, the way Nikki and Victor yeah, fall on all over. A lot of robberies with this. Like her and no, Summer. I, I don't know. No, I don't need Summer of the Nuns. Oh, no, I don't either. Oh, I, I, I don't I do either. Because I, I want her to be like, bitch, I'll take your man and go after Shane. No, they're, they're, mm. she. She needs mm-hmm. to see how Victor and Nikki adore Victoria's other two. We don't need Summer. I don't, need, don't need Summer in this nowhere. They need, they need a strong read. They can get a strong read. Yeah, they need read. They need Katie, Johnny, Reed. Yeah, they yeah. need Victoria's. I don't know Summer. I don't care about her. Look, look, damn it. Look, Allison Lanier ain't that bad. She just needs a better story, and she needs maybe she a few 12 shots. She's not she bad. I'm sorry. Listen, I said what I, I said. Look, she's been she, no longer. No, we got to like, be She's better than goddamn Hunter King was when she first got in that fucking role. Mm-hmm. I used well, to like that was that was all, ten years all, ago. All, that, all that the first couple of years, um, Hunter King's in that role. All that pouncing it, grandpa, grandpa. Oh yeah, no, Girl, you are twenty two. Sit like, your ass down. I'm not gonna lie. I didn't care about Hunter King until her last year on the show. Young, but I because she learned how to act, and they made her a bitch like Phyllis. What I will say, though, is I used to give Allison all the same stuff, but pretty soon, if you are learning how to be a good actress, she's been on the show a year. They got to turn Summer back to like how she was when she got yeah. back. Yeah, they need to make They got to recast her. They got to got I they got, Like, this storyline with Chance, I need Summer to be like, bitch, I'm going to take your man... That's what I want. And I would I love it. Be, I need her out. to be real. I need someone to be real that she wants this man and fuck Sharon because she had never liked Sharon anyway. So, like, let's keep it real. Uh, and just keep. I mean, it's like, stupid to have Sharon in that storyline in the first place. It's stupid. Like, it, but if you're going to do it, do it right. Do it right. Because Sharon. Yeah, if you're, you're going to do it, yeah, Sharon needs to say, stay away from my. 
protected dick and girl. Get you're in there, and that's how you can that's how you reignite the feels and share rivalry with that. And because I do miss Sharon Case and Michelle Stafford, and see those two together, I miss that rivalry with those two. That's how you can get that back together with with that storyline. If you're gonna do it, just do it like that. Like I don't want Sharon with no damn chance. I don't give a fuck about them two. But like, if Summer is going to take that one lady's man, play it. You gotta soap it the fuck up and be true to character and just have, have Summer be that bitch like her mama, like she was. And she's gonna take the ladies' man and Summer, and then Sharon is going to rip her hair out because you know Sharon's been waiting years to fuck that girl up <laughs> for all those years. So I actually would yeah. love it if Summer went after the memory of Ray. Like, oh, how quickly you move on to another police officer after Dylan left you to go live halfway across the world. And Ray hated you so much, he had to get into a car accident. Like, you know, really. Yeah, then Sharon can bring up, oh, it's so great that you stole a married man's car and just drove your ass over here to sleep with your mother's boyfriend. Oh, <laughs> oh, yeah, I don't like. Right. Sharon me. can just tell her ass, like, why don't you go and sniff around Devon since you love Abby's leftovers any goddamn way? You gotta sober up. You gotta, and Sharon, I mean, there's a lot of lines Sharon can say. Like, okay. and they, you know, Phyllis could even, if Phyllis and Sharon were to fight over it, Phyllis could even say, oh, what, Sharon, are you gonna push her down a flight of stairs too so you can keep another man? Like, right, uh, and, and, and like, about, oh, like, oh, really? I'm gonna push down the stairs. What about the mountains, bitch? What about you? <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah, Drew. But you're gonna rent another four tours and run her ass over? That's what you're gonna do? Four tours. Oh, oh, right. Oh, she could just tell Phyllis, why don't you tell your daughter to go pay Abby back and sit on Devon's face and leave Chance out of her? soap it up. You I, just, I just don't like don't do I just it. Don't like because it's, it's given like when Phyllis and, and Abby were going up against each other, we were, I thought it was stupid then. No, it, it sharing is stupid. up against is stupid. You know, it's like it. the same thing they did a few years ago, Chaz. This is nothing but Sharon and Abby getting into it over Scott. Mm -hmm. It's stupid. Sharon should not be mm -hmm. fucking someone young enough to be her son, boy, the same age as Noah, and she should not be fighting someone that's no. But it's I will say though, the thing that really turned it around the day we liked Abby versus Sharon was the day they beat the shit out of each other at the athletic club. That was the day we liked it for a day. I so swear, like, Abby is just such a damn slut. She can never keep a fucking hands on herself. She she got with Stitch when Victoria still had the stench on him. She slept with Austin while he was with someone. She slept with Devon while he was with um, Amanda. She mm -hmm. just, she can't never have her own man. Ugh. Yeah. But yeah, I, uh, you know, I just think the young and the restless can really get it together and um, really be something because honestly, it's it's had the best November sweeps because them other shows. <laughs> um, but speaking of which, yes, let's move on to our next topic of the night and let's discuss the wonderful Ariane Zucker on Days of Our Lives. As there's the baby switch. I mean, it's going down um, and it's getting hot and Ariane Zucker is crying and earning her Emmy nod. Um, so, Alan, let's go to you. What do you think of 
Nicole and especially how she thought Eric and Sloane's baby looked awfully familiar. Acting 10, writing 2. Because just a few years ago, Ron did a pretty similar baby switch from a car accident where Eric was bothering one of the babies and now he's doing it again. Baby switches are too strong of a flavor of a story to do this soon afterwards. I don't like this shit. It's all it's already ruined Melinda and both Sloan. Well, Sloan wasn't too great of a character, but Melinda is gonna have to go to fucking prison after this. So yeah, this story is shit. Kudos already in sucker, but shit. I, I agree with that assessment. Yeah, acting ten all around. I mean, Dan, Arion, um, Greg, uh, Jessica Safferty, they're all doing great work. Um but Rodrigo, we're not that far into the baby switch, and Nicole is thinking about, is that baby hers? So do you think the pacing's off? What do you think of the story itself? I mean, how many damn baby switches do you need? Oh, in this? oh good Lord. That's what, was, that's what I was saying, Chaz. We are going on Nicole's third baby switch or baby involved death story on this show and her 25 year history on this show yes I'll get to the good like I always do Ariane Zucker that's another nominee for next year that is putting her hat in that race for lead actress and she is doing the work she's doing the work because she has done this work before Let's be real. She has done this already. She has done this. And yes, that, what got me was the acting between her and James Reynolds the other day when Abe comforted Nicole. Oh my God, those scenes between James Reynolds and Ariane Zucker tore my heart to pieces. And that's what I'm going to give you. The rest of this, <laughs> the rest of this story is paint by numbers, days of our lives, repetitive bullshit. And I'm over it. I'm tired of it. I'm tired, tired, tired. I don't. It's like Ron. They call you rerun for a reason. They call you rerun for a reason. And I try to defend you. I try to defend your ass. I do. But when you keep doing the same storyline with the same character, Ariana's a poor artist. She must get so tired of opening up a script. And she got to play ba dead baby drama. And I'm just like, is there nothing more you can do with this? Like, this was the direction you had to go. And then now you have Melinda and uh, Sloan involved. So you got an Asian lady and a white woman involved in this shit. Who do you think is going to come out on this? On <laughs> <laughs> Who do you think? You done already killed off Leisha. Leisha, you don't, you know. That five man that couldn't act, he, we know he couldn't act. You didn't have to kill him off. But then you're going to put this other that Asian lady, this Asian lady, under the bus as well. Because we know that's all like little, what's that movie, Little Fires Everywhere, where they was trying to take the baby away from the uh, Asian, uh, it was a TV show. Anyway, go ahead. Sorry. But this is where days, I'm just like, I can't wait till Janet and Ron's material airs in summer 2024. 
because maybe Sherry Anderson will give me something during the strike because Sherry Anderson goes back to the Reagan administration with this show. So she may give us something during the strike episodes. But I'm just like, I hope Nicole figures this out right away. I don't want this long, drawn-out, when is Nicole going to find it? I don't care. Just give her the damn baby. You don't give her, you you did the Emmy bait with Dan and Ari and Jessica and Greg. You did the Emmy bait. We got it. No, let's let's get this back. Let's get it back. Like I I I just can't. I can't. And I know a lot of y'all want Ron fired, but I'm gonna give this man another reprieve. This man has more reprieves than any writer <laughs> on daytime. But I'm going to give him a reprieve because he's going. I want to see how what Janet does. The noise I get to produce the Janet Janet Spellman Drucker. I want to see what she does. With her material, what she brings to the table with Ron. Then afterwards, be my guest. Peacock, do what you want to do. But days other than the Nicole storyline with the baby, there ain't nothing else out there <laughs> for me. There's nothing out there for me at all. I'm, I'm catching up right now, y'all. When I had left. Casey, you might as well burn those episodes you're trying to watch and just get on Child, for the last been- two weeks. Oh. <laughs> Somehow I've been- gotten for a month already. Because um, when I last when I last left Days of Our Lives, it was the episode before Victor's funeral. Um, so September 6th. And I've watched all the way up till like October 7th or something. And I'm just, I'll keep it going um, because I do want to see the buildup. But the only reason I went back to this show was in part for Ari, but also the part of because I had caught up on The Young and the Restless. And I think that's just really sad that I didn't go back to days because there's necessarily anything good. I went back because I wanted something soapy to watch, but I had no other soaps to watch because I wasn't going to tune back into the other two shows. Not right now. Um, but like with this whole baby thing, it's just Ari's doing great. Ari has earned her Emmy nomination without the shadow of a doubt. But they set her up for failure every time because she does amazing work but if i were an emmy voter for that category i would be tired of seeing the same shit i'd be like oh ariane zucker okay great actress good name we love the character of nicole you turn it on and it's where's my baby my baby every single emmy nomination that woman has ever had except for one has been a baby I'm over it. I'm done. Her and EJ, another baby. What what's gonna happen? She figures out this baby is her. She divorces EJ. Her and Eric get back together. Like, (laughs) and that's what's gonna happen. That's what's going to happen. We already smell it. And they need to write. They need to write Eric and Nicole out. Get them married in Horton Town Square. 
Marlena, hmm, she officiates, hmm, Roman. And, you know, you play some SoundCloud song, I've been waiting for this moment of love, and you write them off because I'm done. I'm done with Eric and his whiny whininess. I'm done with Nicole and the only thing they do for her is that I'm done. Enough. Like, I don't want to see what Janet Spellman and Ron have planned for the characters of Eric and Nicole. I'm over it. I'm good. Um, But Tiggs, let's go to you. What do you think of another baby switch involving Nicole? I don't. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like it, it, like it's the same thing. Like, of course, Arian is gonna pull it out every time. The scenes yeah. of her and Abe yeah. were beautiful, wonderful. I it's just I I don't care. Like Sloan had potential, they squandered it. Melinda had potential, squandered it. Lee had potential, squandered it. I don't care. I, I just it, it's just it's all just very hamstring and very thrown together. Then we had these unnecessary characters. Why is Leo still there? Nobody cares. Why is Dimitri still there? Nobody cares. You better fucking keep Emily O'Brien as Teresa. We never, ever, ever have to see or hear from Gwen Wischek again. Like I said, Melinda had potential. Love the actress that plays her. They could have did so much with Melinda. I don't get this. Why would Melinda put her 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 career and her livelihood at risk for Sloane in this baby. This is stupid. It's stupid. That's the one through line about Melinda Trask. She's been about her money and her motherfucking career. The only person she probably would have did this shit for is maybe that, that ditzy daughter of hers that Kristen threw downstairs. But other than that, like, Melinda don't care enough about no motherfucking body to put her career on the line. Nobody. This is out of care. And then you have 35-year-old Sloan in this storyline with these 50-year-olds. And like you said, Casey, at this point, I'm an Eric and Nicole fan, but I'm exhausted. It's kind of like how I felt about Sean and Bill when they left back in 08. Y'all have exhausted the last decade of story to Eric and Nicole. Give them that baby. Get them married. Let them go move to Colorado. And, you know, maybe Marlena still owns her parents' house and the renters just moved out. Send them motherfuckers to them. Shit. We need a fucking break. Hell. Um. Yeah, I, that's all I got. I, days I... Mm, yeah, because you all like, so like in the month that I've been, and I'll say this before we move on to a general hospital, in the month that I've binged, it started out very strong the month. Like the rest of September was good. It wasn't great. It wasn't flawless, but it was good. It was soapy. Like Louise Sorrell and Suzanne Rogers was must see soapy scenes um i enjoyed uh brady's and brady and alex and Teresa in greece i um thought gwen and Kristen working together was very soapy 
But then literally the first week of October, it all fell apart for me. Luis left. They didn't keep her around as long as they should have. Um, I've only seen two episodes of the new Teresa, which is just, you know, Gwen. Um, I can't. I, I can't. She should have been Teresa all along. That was their first mistake. But the fact that, you know, what I said on the podcast is, you know, it happened, which is Teresa and Gwen are, you know, going to be played at the same time. It's ridiculous. I know people are, some people are okay with it. I've always hated that shit of, there are so many talented actors out there. So, so many. And Days of Our Lives, you turn it on and there's like six people in the entire cast who have all played multiple characters through the years. And the latest iterations of that in Emily O'Brien and Robert Scott Wilson and Blake Barris are even more ridiculous. Like, you know, at least with Y'all know I've never really cared for Josh Taylor as Roman past Kate and Roman. But at least with that, there was a 12-year gap. You know, Teresa, I felt as though I was watching an SNL skit. And I'm going to be real with you all. I miss Jen Lilly in the role. I'm just going to be real. I I get it. I know who she is. I get she didn't want to do it because soap operas have sex in them. But I miss her in the role. I really do. All personal feelings about who she is in real life aside. Um, none of it's working. None of it's working. And then you get the gays involved. So Ron's also kind of ripping off Gene and Shelly at General Hospital. And it's ridiculous. I don't know if I'm watching Saturday Night Live or Days of Our Lives. I don't know. <sighs> anyway, let's move on to General Hospital. Um, so we have Ellen Travolta. She came back as Lois's mother as Port Charles celebrated Thanksgiving. And also Dante has learned about Austin's murder. As we discussed last week, Roger Howarth, um, was his contract was not renewed at General Hospital. Um and so there's some stuff going on there. So, Rodrigo, let's start with you. Uh, first off, what did you think of Ellen Travolta's return? Um, and then what did you also think of Port Charles finally learning that Austin is dead? Uh, um, I ain't trying to be mean. They could have left Ellen Travolta in the drafts. Um... If we were gonna get some caper on some motherfucking ZD at the end, like this, that was so dumb and convoluted. And I'm going to go on a rant right now. I'm sorry. Um, heads up, y'all are wasting Rina Sofer with this return. Like I liked it in the beginning, but now y'all got Lois cooped up at the Quartermain Mansion. She ain't going on. She just saw Sunny for one day, and she been cooped up in this fucking mansion. The whole time and has done nothing but be a cheerleader, but for Ned and Olivia and 
all type of convoluted bullshit. You bring back her mom. I, I like Laria in the 90s, but I don't understand why we brought her back for she can cook and her food goes to waste and the quarter maids end up eating pizza again. And I'm just like, I'm so tired. That's another tradition. I'm tired of that fucking stupid tradition of the quarter maids eating pizza. I'm tired of that shit. Let them eat. God damn it. Like, God you had Ellen Travolta's Gloria, Italian mama, me, all that motherfucking food with Lois, and they don't get to fucking eat the shit? Like, are you are you kidding me? And then they went and go and call. This is another convoluted shit. Lois calls the Metro Corps, even though Olivia's half owner of the fucking place. And she's right there. But Lois has to call <laughs> Nina to bring some food over. And I'm just like, Y'all, that was so dumb. And then Gloria's work, like the whole time she's worried about something going on. I'm like, okay, well, what's going on with her? Something about a Russian and her, they want to know her ziti recipe. And I'm just like, oh my God, what is this? It was so dumb. They that's why I said they could have left that in drafts. We didn't need Gloria Cirillo back on this show. Like, I'm sorry. I like Adam Travolta, but I'm just like, what was the point of that? You're not doing anything very... You're not doing anything of substance with Rena Silver. Like, and from what I heard, she came up with this convoluted shit with the writers <laughs> bringing back Gloria. And I was just like, um, girl, what was you thinking? Allegedly. What were you thinking? Um, so there's a lot of things you can do with Lois's character. Uh, Austin, like I said before, love you, Roger Howard. I don't care who killed Austin. I don't give a fuck. They could have just left. And I know people will be complaining on Twitter. Oh, how can you kill him and you don't follow up on Monday? You wait 10 days later, a week, whatever. Child, if they had shot on that Friday and they never showed him again, I would not have cared, to be honest. And I'm just being real. And there's no fault of Roger Horror. But I didn't care for Dr. Austin Gatton Hope. If the writers didn't care, you made him a quarterman and you didn't give a fuck to do any quarterman shit with him, why should I care? You know what I mean? Like, Frank, you decided you weren't going to renew Roger's contract. You're going to kill him off. You shot him. And this is not the first time. That shooting of Austin was reminiscent of when Victor Lord got shot on <laughs> One Life to Live, if anybody remember. I was like, hmm. It looks kind of familiar. <laughs> this looks like the same way Victor Lord was shot on One Life. So I'm like, ah, what's a Frank Valentini special? You wanted him going right away. He gone. Potok police calls Dante, which I don't understand. Like, so if it happened in Potok. Why should the Port Charles police care if he died? That should be Potok's problem, shouldn't it? But okay. So. I don't really care about Austin dying. And I know the Roger Horace fans and the five Austin fans that are on Twitter are going to get on me, but I don't care. Let this go. I don't care who killed him. Whoever killed him, give him the key to the city, and let's move on with it. That's it. Yeah. It's just, I, I'm, I don't know about General Hospital. I, I don't know what we're doing. You know, I was so excited for Ellen to be for okay. I'll start with the good. She looks fabulous. 
first she of does. all, I mean, she does this is a woman in her yeah. 80s. She looks so good. The hair was done up. She looked great in all the wardrobe. Um, I think she still plays great off of everybody. Um, she hasn't missed an acting beat. Soap operas are very hard to do, especially now. Because, you know, back when she debuted, you know, the camera would still follow you anywhere. And um, as some actors were still getting to use cue cards and teleprompters. You don't get that leniency now. Um, and so it, it's much quicker. So kudos to her for wanting to do this again. Um, it was not needed. Like Rodrigo said, they could have left it in the drafts. Um, I don't understand why Yuri just keeps popping up out of nowhere. That's stupid. Um, I just, I don't know. It's like General Hospital, ever since like May sweeps ended, has found itself stuck in a rut. Just stuck in a directionless rut. Um, I don't think it was ever, and I know this is going to sound weird, but I don't think it was ever as bad as Josh Griffith had on The Young and the Restless. But it was getting to the point where I was quickly wondering, are we going to do any storylines that are interesting and that resolve themselves in beginning, middle, and end? Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know. Like... They Run said the, the go ahead. They said, the, like, remember the GA's Twitter. They said those um the scabs. Those are our boss. The scabs are doing so great, huh? The scabs are doing amazing. No, they're not. They're not doing amazing. What they did was finish off some storylines that Chris and Dan left off on. They gave you moments, like I said. They were good for moments. They gave you the spring of sex scenes. They gave you the spring of moments. They gave you the Sona wedding, Sonny and Nina's wedding. They gave you moments. But an actual semblance of a storyline and direction. And I don't even know what the next story is. Like the whole Charlotte thing. I like the follow of that. I love, you know. What's her name? Scarlett Fernandez. She is playing uh, this little psycho little girl. I am, I, Charlotte is a little liar. She's a liar. She's a little manipulator. And I believe, you know, I don't think she's just brainwashed. I just feel like she, this is just Charlotte. This is her Cassidy side. And she is, this is how she was raised. And Victor, what the fuck did you expect Charlotte to be the way that you raised her? So, like, yes, I am loving that part of it. But other than that, I'm like, what are the future storylines? I'm just like, but you want Chris and Dan to be fired when the scabs didn't really do anything either? <laughs> like, I don't, I don't understand. That's why I'm looking forward to their return because I feel, and I'm just speculating, that they would have got their energy and their mojo going during that strike, the same way they got their energy and mojo during the the COVID break. At least we're going to see at least six months to maybe a year of good shit on this show. And that's what I'm looking forward to because the scabs didn't do us any other, they didn't do us 
you know, big favors. All they did. All they did was speed up to the moments the show desperately needed. I will say that the show desperately needed um, a risk to happen. So Anna shot Charlotte. The show desperately needed Nina and Sonny to finally marry. The show desperately needed Spencer and Trina to finally make love. But past that, where is the actual story? Story line. Like, you know, all these shows... Tig says it all the time and he says it perfectly all these shows are more invested in moments than stories right now but I can turn on The Young and the Restless there are storylines they're not good storylines all the time but they the Y&R does have stories B&B horrible show but it has storylines Days of Our Lives same thing I turn on General Hospital once in a while and I feel as though they don't have actual storylines like, it's just, it's a bunch of very talented people, some of the most talented people in the business, thrown onto a screen. And I feel like it's improv. Like, they just make it up for 40 minutes. And I'm tired and, of it. And that's what I'm looking for to Chris and Dan come. Like, the show needs real head writers, first of all. The scabs did what they had to do. But. I'm ready to see what the writers that come back from this from the strike with fresh ideas and perspectives and you know I'm believing that like as, as a soap fan like that's what you can the only thing you can do these days is believe that something's gonna come good out of this situation yeah and GH <laughs> needs to come out of the scab situation it wasn't going it wasn't getting any better it wasn't as much as I defend the show. Is there some things I'm just like, God damn, like, what are we doing on this? Like, what are we doing? Like, there's nothing is making sense. Look, you have Rena Silver back on this show and you are doing nothing with her. You have her stuck in a house. <laughs> you have her stuck in a house playing matchmaker and cooking ZD at the corner of the event. Like, no, we need to get her out. We need her to explore with other characters. We need other things to happen on this show. Like the the pieces are there. Is this the execution? Is this not where it needs to be? And like this also isn't like a Chris and Dan celebration podcast because like you know it's not it's not a celebration. I'm just like it is about the fact that Chris and Dan come with the team of breakdown writers and script writers. Mm -hmm. And they also have to turn in a story outline. And I, I know look, I tuned out of GH before the scabs came. Like I tuned out as a regular viewer before those scabs came, what it was still Chris and Dan's material. So don't think for a second that Rodrigo and I are out here defending them as their biggest champions. We're not, but like I said, they come with a team of writers. Same thing at The Young and the Restless. I think the whole, you know, I think there truly wouldn't have been as many holes that we've discussed tonight on Y&R if there had been Janice Faree Esser and Susan Banks and Brent Boyd and anybody else who writes on the show. Um, Marin Gazaniga, like, 
there's just something about structure that you don't get during a writer's strike, of course, because you don't have your writers there like a Janice who has been with Y&R since 1988. So, but <laughs> I'm ready for GH to have a writing team again. <laughs> um, Tiggs, let's go to you though. Um, what are you thinking about GH and Ellen Travolta? And do you agree with Rodrigo that it's kind of been a waste with Rena Sofer? Yes, because all they pretty much turned her into like an Olivia clone, and that was never Lois. If anything, we always called Olivia a watered down Lois. Like, why are you wasting Rena Sofer? First, you took too long to bring her back. Then you drag that Eddie Main bullshit for too fucking long. And then I'm like you, Rodrigo. I said it on Twitter like last week. That tired ass tradition of the quarter main king piece, everything's given, kill it. Just like I want the nurse's ball done, I want that shit done. It doesn't matter anymore. Monica's not there. Alan's gone. Lila's gone. Edward's gone. Emily's gone. Shit, Jason's gone. Let's be done. It's not cute anymore. Let Olivia just cook a regular fucking dinner next year and let them fucking eat. First we sing, then we eat. Let them actually eat some fucking Thanksgiving food. Um, yeah, GH, I, Austin being dead, love Roger Harbour, bye. Bye. They squandered him for the last two and a half years. I just, I, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I have no confidence in Chris and Dan. None whatsoever. Like, yeah, there's little moments and stuff like that that, that the scabs have done, but I say around this time next month, going into the new year, we're going to be right back on Chris and Dan's bullshit, dragging storylines, dropping storylines, then picking some shit back up from February of this year, then giving us a lame climax, twisting themselves in knots to make Carly look like a victim and Nina look like a predator. It's ridiculous. The whole Nicholas situation, they need to solve that. GH fans, I understand. Out of respect for Tyler Christopher, they can take their time a little bit, but eventually, especially after the new year, they have to keep the show going. All right? Keep your death threats. Um, Cody, I don't care. Get him off my screen. Sasha, too, get her off my screen. I don't care. Drew needs to get hit by a missile. You know how much of a character has to suck? For it to be a quarter man and we want them dead? After the hell we went through <laughs> in the 2000s? And that's because they oh. turned the character into Ryan Lave. If they just would have kept Drew the way he was and Billy Miller was in the role, rest in peace, Killer Miller. And, and it would have been like a, more of a, a different dynamic between him and Carly. They could have worked. Kalora, Ryan, and Cameron Matheson have chemistry, but the dynamic, it's not there. Drew has just turned into some lap dog for Carly. Her yes man, no. Carly does better with men who challenge her. That's why Sonny works for Laura Wright game. And but that's why she worked with Jax. That's why, you know, she she worked with Sean Cannon. Like she needs she needs somebody that's gonna call her out on her shit, hold her accountable. 
but like still hold her down and love her. All I can like all Drew is is a yes man. The way they like him, though, he gives more of a he gives more of a fuck about Carly than his own fucking child. He's like a motivational speaker. Yeah. It's, it's like, like it's, it's, it's like Carly huh. doesn't need a man like that in her life. She needs someone that she got chemistry with. Never, Carly never respected men like that. She liked those yeah. she liked a little danger, but but pull a little pullback. She like a man that's gonna like, you know, let her know about herself, mm-hmm. but like not be real too disrespectful. Like she's like a little bad. Yeah, boy they, they need to just go ahead like I said. They need to Girl. they don't want to kill draw. That's fine. Don't kill him all. But break him or Carly up and send his ass to Japan some motherfucking where. Let him move a war overseas somewhere. Bye. And bring back Jacks. Recast Jack. There are plenty of fine ass fifty year old Australian men that Laura Wright would have chemistry with. Paul Layden. No. 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 You go get that motherfucker that was on Mistresses. The one that was married to Alyssa Milano's character before her sister took him from her. You get that sexy motherfucker. Him and Laura White would be fucking fired. You get that son of a bitch. Just find you a sexy blind man that's 50 that has great chemistry with Laura Wright and can be cutesy with uh my peanut and just do that. Because this ain't working for me. Drew's not working for me. He had a great, what, two, three months? You know what? I'm going to tell you. The worst thing that happened to Drew was Jason getting killed off. The minute Jason got killed off, and he started yeah. sniffing around Carly. That's when she stopped working for me. Yeah, that's what it was. Because it never played that Jason and Drew dynamic. Never. Even when Billy was there with with Steve, they never played that dynamic between those two. And so, like, you're like, okay, they're supposed to be twins, but like, um. They don't really act like it. It's not like it's Vicky Marley or like Stuart and Adam. Yeah. Or, or, or could it, a, certain, a certain thing where yeah. they could have just modeled Drew after AJ. Drew should be everything AJ was supposed to be without the alcoholism. That's it. Alan and Monica, well, Alan's biological son. Like he could have been just AJ mm-hmm. without, the, without, the, without the alcoholism. A smug asshole that takes pride in being a smug asshole. Not a self-righteous prick like Curtis. So (laughs) just, you know. That's what I was saying. Like, one of my, like, early, when Steve had left the role and they had put Jason under the rock, whatever. And my my dream scenario would have been whoever took Jason, because obviously someone took him, um, they made his face to look already, like Cameron Matheson would have re- <laughs> would have been recast as Jason Where? and they reverted them back to identical yeah. twins again. I, I don't know. It was oh, it's complicated. Wow. No, I, I get what you're saying, Rodrigo, but Cameron wouldn't have worked as Jason, like yeah. no, because no, the, when he was still a hostage of Victor's, they still kind of had him acting like Billy Miller Drew. He was he was wisecracking and flirting with the mm-hmm. little nurse that came to save him and shit. Like you know, he had charm. Like he was going. Oh, the, like I said, they completely got back Charles completely rewrote that. They rewrote that whole thing because mm-hmm. I enjoyed Cameron Madison in that jail cell. 
and yep. reminiscing about Yeah, because he was still acting like Google, like I said. The minute they yeah, got back to football, love that to Greece, and yeah. Jason was under that rock, everything else fell flat after that. And that's been the last two They rewrote it. They, when Steve left, they rewrote the whole thing because Ooh. I'm sure that was not the direction they were going to go in. Had Mr. Mr. Non-Vaxxer, <laughs> had he just got his vaccination, they would have played the story of Jason and Drew finally, like the way it should have been played. In the beginning, in the original story, so see, see, mm. that, that that's that's probably why why Steve Burton's wife left him. He left that um Disney money, and she left him like, oh, the money gone. Oh, bye. Jeez. Oh, but Alan, why don't, <laughs> you, Alan, why, Alan, why don't you tell us what you think about GH? That was so. <laughs> now that was so unnecessary, Lord. Hey, so, oh, so, was, so was ghetto cranks. <laughs> so was ghetto cranks. <laughs> that was like so, that came left field, like right out of nowhere. <laughs> that was more out of left field than. <laughs> look, look, I just found the correlation. He 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 left that business check, and his wife left him. Not that I, I feel sorry. Happened, no, that I'm... happened before, didn't it? Because wasn't Steve still on the show when he was like, "That baby's not mine." Not that I don't <laughs> care, though. Not that I care, but I'm just like, damn. <laughs> Now, now she got now, now she got pregnant by somebody that was vaccinated. Go on, girl. Go on, Shuri. Allegedly, allegedly, <laughs> allegedly. I don't know. She never. I think might have it after he got fired. With how with how crusty she looks, she never struck me as somebody who took a vaccine. Oh, oh, watch out! Yeah, yeah, never mind. Because I always and I'm like, why the fuck is she in soap opera digest? They would be like, Sherry's workout smoothie. I'm like, why the fuck is she in my soap opera no, digest? Crazy. She she like that girl. They thought she was pregnant by um by Moderna. Alan, Steve thought she was pregnant by Mona V. Yeah, go, shut up. I'm about, about to say something I'm gonna get in trouble for. Go on, Alan. Remember when she <laughs> got that? Remember when she got that two page spread and soap opera digest? Like Sherry. <laughs> I'm like, I don't need to know how to work out from that crusty pasty lady. No, thank okay. you. Sheree Burton and her stone cold workouts. Alan, what do you think? <laughs> <laughs> I don't give a shit about Porter and Thanksgiving. Love the family, but they keep that shit because they finally, the pizza joke is tired. It's been tired. I mean, people have wanted to listen for like the last decade now. They won't fucking quit it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the show, as far as Austin goes, the character isn't even popular enough to get a funeral. Why should I care who killed him? It could be a day player. It could be the actual character we care about. It doesn't matter. It could be some character's free murder. Any of them shot. I don't give a shit. Child, the quartermans were eating turkey. Well, not even not even turkey. They were eating pizza while he was laid up cold. They didn't care about him. <laughs> Why should we? To, to be honest, no. They should have. They should have wrapped that up in 2012 when John Engle died and Edward died around Thanksgiving. That should have been the last time the motherfuckers had pizza for Thanksgiving. That should have been a new tradition of having actually having fucking food. I'm tired of that shit. That shit was played out when Claire LeBine was doing it. Like, no, we didn't care about that shit no more. Like, that was it. It got, it just, it. Can you imagine, like, for 20 years, you eating pizza and things? I'm not coming to that house no more. Like, I'm not going to even going to be in the Courtney Mansion after the I like second time. I like turkey. Turkey fucking sucks. 
Yeah. I, it, it don't have to be about turkey. I want a meal. I don't want no damn pizza. I can't have pizza any damn time. Especially want... when Olivia is the fucking co-owner of the Metro. Nah, you you own the damn Metro Court, and you Literally. let Lois call. That was the most asinine shit I ever saw in my life. You had Lois call your job. <laughs> You're right behind you. She's right behind Lois, and Lois is calling Olivia's part-time ownership job for dinner. And then they even get a turkey on top of that. You would have thought if they're going to Olivia's house to the corner base, they're getting the motherfucking turkey. Are you serious? Like that made no sense whatsoever. Like that it's the way they're trying to keep that tradition going, like stop it. Enough of that. Please don't like, so like I, I gotta be real, y'all. I'm tired of First we sing, then we eat. Oh, no. Just eat your food and pray. Oh. We gotta together. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, like and then the you didn't even have Tracy the there. Been anything, like I said, was when John Eagle was alive. You didn't even have Jane Elliott there. You know what could have saved this Gloria dumb shit storyline? Jane Elliott. You could have had Gloria and Tracy going fucking at it with each because other. Because you know Tracy would have said fake ZD, really? Like, yes! That was the missing ingredient in that whole She would have said, Gloria, I was married to a mobster. This is all you've got. Yeah, like, they could have gone back and forth because Tracy was living in the city. And Gloria, you know, Gloria was a, she's a busybody. She could have known about the Salidos. She could have been like, yeah, I saw you. I saw you years ago. <laughs> well, the only thing I see on you is bad outfits. You know, like uh, something. Like that's what was missing. We didn't need Gloria coming back because of a damn ZD caper. Like, come we on. We only need Gloria coming back if Tracy was gonna be there. So mm. um anyway, General Hospital, do better. Um but let's move on to the bold and the beautiful. Um, oh, Eric what? is still dying. <laughs> <sighs> <laughs> but in the meantime, in the middle of all the chaos of Eric's health and somehow still not being taken to a hospital, um, even though he's coughing up blood and fainting and all that shit, um, Zenday had a conversation with Ridge um, and that conversation was very tension filled on how Zenday feels as though Ridge slights him in favor of Ridge's own children um, in terms of who gets to be lead designer with Thomas and how RJ is working fast up in the company and Zenday also brought up his parents um, it was honestly it was a really good scene um, I watched the clip on Twitter um, it was very well put together. I felt as though it was Delon mm. Metz's best work <laughs> to date. Um, but I also, Rodrigo, it might have been you. I can't remember if it was you or Chaz, but somebody said it perfectly that Zenday's emotions, what Zenday was saying in the scenes, actually shines a light on the bold and the beautiful's diversity problem. So, oh, yes, um, yeah. yes. Rico, talk about it to me. What were I, your? Thoughts? And I agree with that. Like, look, 
We've been giving it the deadline the Mets since he started as the day. Like they have given nothing for this young man to do. He has just been background. Uh, he's just background material on this show. They don't do nothing with him. But finally, all this young man needed was material to showcase what he really has. And these scab riders finally gave Zenday, even though it was a throw off couple of episodes, but at least Zenday had a point of view finally. Because, yes, I would think Zenday would have a problem that RJ was moved up to the top of the line and is helping Eric with this big fashion line. And Zenday has been pulling his weight at Forrester for years and actually wants to be a designer and wants to move up and learn the family history of the business. And here goes this TikTok influencer, allegedly, RJ, even though they've never played that, comes in and now all of a sudden he's helping his grandfather. Their grandfather helped with a line that pretty much Zenday should have been helping Eric out. And that's a problem that Zenday should bring up with Eric, but they haven't told him that he's allegedly dying. And But the next best thing was to give it to Ridge. And Delonda Mets, oh my God, amazing performance from that young man. Zenday gave it to Ridge, gave it to RJ, was calling out the nepotism of it all. And... That's what I want to see. I want to see Zenday. Now Zenday is sniffing around um, this new girl. What's her name again? Help me Luna. out. What's her name? Luna. Luna, yes, Luna. Great actress. I like this girl. Uh, she is snooping around Luna. And now he is going to probably, possibly, he sees RJ and Luna close together. And he's going to teach a lesson, Forrester style. And I want to see this. But first, I do need to see Kristen back here. Please call Katie McLean. She's part of the Sony family, y'all. Like, just get her on this role. It don't have to be long-term. Get a short-term return and drive this story up. Get back. You know, you have Thorne coming back. Maybe you can like get Thorne and Zenday having a moment together because Zenday is being played as the Thorn of the family. Because Thorn always got the short end of the stick for Ridge. And RJ is playing, is being played as a Ridge. And you can do something with that young generation with RJ and Zenday and Luna and Paris finally. You can finally play Paris in this too. And you can have a real next generation of this show. So I do like the setup of that. Um, the Eric and Dying storyline, like I've always said, this is the worst storyline. The storyline is horrible. It's awful. It's not written really well. Um we know this is not John McCook's swan song. We know he has signed another contract with this show for another three years. And spoiler alert, 
Sheila is going to have her own little medical crisis coming up. So, if you put two and two together, I had tweeted earlier that someone is going to come into the storyline that is going to change it and that the forest of family is going to grovel and beg for someone to help out in this situation. <laughs> and you know where this is going. I don't have a spoiler on this, but this is the bold and the beautiful. And you can deduce where you think this is going. So I will say super quick, though. Um, I don't know if you guys heard because I actually didn't know this until a few days ago. But the John McCook re-signing, and it could be true, he could have signed another contract by now. But the initial report that came out turned out to be false. Um, it was a reconstructed article from when he re-signed years back. Um, but Casey, it, I don't but, care about that. Dang, they're not writing him off. You see where this is going. I know where this is going. I know. Oh, yeah, they're trying to, you know, I think they are trying to play the field. I mean, you know, Casey Kasprick, um, the supervising producer, you know, made the post, you know, I can't imagine a world without Eric. I mean, and look, it is a possibility. I mean, the man is 80 years old and he's been with the show since day one. And so it is a possibility. But I just want to point out that it's not as well known that that report was just constructed right. so i just wanted to throw that out there um but yeah it, it could go either way now the sheila thing that, that's interesting um even though i wish they would just get red of but what i meant from that sheila spoiler well this is my speculation just mine i feel that sheila is going to be the cure because it was hinted that Steffi, you know she feels that like something more can be done and Finn is going to get involved. Spoiler alert with this Eric storyline because I'm like, you have Finn and Lee right there. They're the doctors of the show. Why wouldn't you get them involved in the first place? So finally Finn will get involved with this. A possible cure involving Sheila, possibly. To help Eric, but if I was if I was Sheila and I had the cure for Eric, I would make every one of them motherfuckers beg and grovel for it. That's just me, <laughs> just a little petty in me for Sheila. But if that's where they want to go to turn up Sheila's redemption, hell, why not? I mean, that's very soapy in that direction. That family would have, they would have no choice but to owe Sheila for Eric still being alive. I mean, I can see that happening. That, that's just my speculation of the whole thing. I just, that's just me. That's just me. I don't have any intel. I don't know any people behind the scenes at CBS. You know how CBS is. I don't know nothing. <laughs> so don't come to me. That's my speculation. Nice. Well, uh, Alan, let's 
go to you. Uh, your thoughts, and especially shining a special spotlight on Zenday's feelings. Yeah, it, the scenes were great. Dion finally acting, but last like three years he's just been giving gay porn acting. Like he's in men.com, right in front of my salad. Yeah. But he finally showed up and acted. And it's the best they actually gave him material assignment. He's sitting right where he went to go after Ridge and RJ over his bullshit. Imagine you work in a company for years and your bubble butt cousin, white cousin, gets to work with your grandfather on a control line and you don't. That would be maddening. And Ridge afterwards decided he's not going to tell Zenday the truth. Oh, I'm just going to respect my father's wishes after he already told his fucking children. Yeah, the subject of all this is, of course, the race, the race aspect. They treat Zenday like this because he's black. He's not treated like family. He's treated like the hell. It would be nice if they actually played that explicitly, not just be subtext. I don't think Bowling Green wants the balls to go there. No, of course it doesn't. It would take a lot more of a competent writer to actually understand the psychology behind that. And it would actually take input from their black writer, Michelle Valjean. But, you know, they. And that's another thing I have to mention. For the last time, please, you all, leave Michelle Valjean alone. She writes her scripts. From an assignment from her head writer, her boss, she collects her check and she goes home. She has no input on story. Leave that woman alone on Twitter. But yeah, so it, he's a black associate head writer or something like that. Maybe a breakdown writer. They could they could do that, but they apparently aren't interested. No, of course not. And I think you know that's the saddest part of it all is they only touch not even the surface of these issues. I mean, there is a lot of ways you can go with it um, because like Zenday's feelings are very, very valid. Um, you know, when he was calling Ridge out and he was talking about nepotism and he was talking about his mother and it's just like they need to turn it up to a hundred and not ignore what is right in front of their faces because the show is problematic when it comes to how it treats any non-white character. So, but I don't know. I've gotten Paris getting the shits. Yeah. Well, and then again with Paris, you know, not saying anything as her wedding day was destroyed by Quinn. Like, Paris got, like, two lines of dialogue. Yes, they had anything to do since. Nothing. Not a damn thing. Why didn't you even keep her? Just so so proud to tell oh, Steve, oh, I have black people on contract. You can't get mad at me. I have them. Yeah. Well, and that's exactly what it is. Ever since that um, diversity mandate was put into place um, when CBS um, got together with the NAACP, um, 
And so like literally for Brad, it just feels like he literally just checks boxes not to get in trouble. And I'm over it because it's not doing the show any favors. It's also not shining light on real issues that should be discussed. Like there is so much real drama. They can get out of the fact that Zenday was adopted into this family and is overlooked all the time because who does he report to Ridge's children? Thomas is the lead designer. And then RJ who just appeared out of nowhere again, all of the sudden gets better treatment than Zenday, who's been working his ass off. That's why you need Kristen in here for her and Ridge to yes, battle. That is why you need over. Jessica Collins. Yes, you need hands. Kristen in here ASAP. Or yeah. and you want to add a few of the five. You get Kristen and her and her husband in here too. We haven't seen him in like forever either. Tony? Yeah, and yeah, Tony. Like get him in here and like maybe they have their own fashion house that comes in and like rivals for like you gotta like, like you gotta go in on this like this is such a good setup for a story but knowing brad bell and bnb world it'll start off as a great setup and then you will never hear from this we <laughs> might not see a lot of the meds again until may 2024 next year because like the way <laughs> they're doing sometimes they do this I don't know, but I have some. I have a good feeling with Michelle Valjean back, and the other writers back. Maybe this is the start of something, but mm, I don't know, y'all. I don't know. Well, the artist plays that he's a villain. Oh, we took this person in, and he's now he's mad at us. But he's got oh. very valid feelings, and this is right on transracial adoption and how they could not be treated by that family if it potentially goes wrong. And Alan, you know what sucks? I can see Ridge saying to Brooke, oh, we we took Zenday in. You know, we saved his life. I don't know why he's mad at us. And Brooke going, Yeah, I can see that happening too. Yeah. Zero irony and zero pushback. Mm Mm-hmm. Everything that boy said was that. And like I, I told that racist son of a bitch on Twitter, the Forester just didn't pick him up. Tony and Kristen were on their honeymoon. Oh, yeah. They were on business because Tony had a photo shoot. They befriended that boy's biological mother who was dying of AIDS. And they fell in love with that child and decided to bring him home. I will never forget those things. Eric and especially Stephanie were so excited to have him a black grandbaby. Stephanie was running around acting like Adina from Absolutely Fabulous when she found out that Safi was pregnant by a black man. She talked shit about Safi that whole episode about being pregnant. And she found out the baby daddy was black and she started calling herself Big Mother. That shit was funny as hell. And that's what Stephanie was doing. They adored that child. He wasn't some charity case. That was, that was, that was Kristen's best fucking story. Even if Tracy Melchior was in the world. But yeah, that was her best goddamn story. Oh, and he by was the- valid. All those points were valid. Uh-huh. Like, yes, I may be adopted, but motherfucker, you ain't even a biological force. At least my mother is. And real quick, I want to point out who that specific um, Twitter account was, just so everybody can be on the lookout for who they're following, um, if you are. So the Twitter account that 
tweeted very racist things out about the characters a day is at soap underscore fan club. So there you go. Just so you all can look out for who you're following. You find that bitch and you block and report. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like Alan said, we totally know where this is going. They're going to vilify Zenday. And... Or, or, or he's going to find out that Eric is sick and dying, and then he's going to be all apologetic about it. Yep, like, oh, I'm so sorry, Ridge, you're going through so much. Like, oh my god, I'm not here. Oh, for where's the bubble button grant so that you get everything? And all this stuff is craps. Exactly. Why, RJ ain't never given two fucks about no damn force to create. Well, at I know, at least I know that London men can act. I know he can. Yeah, I, 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 I said on Twitter, um, where we go, it's, it's the haircut. It's the haircut. <laughs> they, cut, they, they, cut, they, they cut that twink bullshit off his fucking head. And he, no, he realized He's not really wearing lip gloss anymore, after. Oh, he said, no, baby, I ain't doing that shit no more. Like, put me in the game right now. Put Until uh, Brad... Yeah, no, Rodrigo, you know what happened. You know mm. what happened. You know how Bo be, like, going dark for a couple weeks? That baby went home and spent some time with his black thing. That's what happened. That place. <laughs> he, he went over there with his big mama now. He got his, his drug-dealing cousin to cut his ass. Drug-dealing oh, cousin. Okay. Uh, Delon, oh, no. I'm so sorry if you ever. Heard <laughs> Delon, sorry, Delon. <laughs> I know that's a, that that baby. He, no, he that boy Troy? went home. And he watched some old school '90s BET. No, like, I Rodrigo, see. Rodrigo, he watched a couple of episodes of Teen Summit on YouTube. I and see. That's what happened between him and Joshua Hoffman's RJ. I see a little rivalry. Like this is full. Forrester. Like this is B and B, like the the in house family rivalry. This is rich and porn. This is this yeah. what it is. And, and, and I love it's also that. very it's also very reminiscent of Rick because I loved yes. it. Yes. But Rick was just like, You're a damn moron. If you don't get out my face. Oh, and that's I, I'm and glad you brought that up. My name I, is on this bill. Like you, I wish somebody would bring up the Maroni aspect of it all because that, that's why him and Rick, Rick always used to, to do that because Rick, Rick, every chance Rick somebody, got, yeah, if Rick was here, he would have been like, "Why are you at my youth?" But first see, one? this is where you need. <laughs> that's when you Thorn to come in. Thorn should come in here. This is when you bring back Thorn to remind the audience that Thorn is the actual firstborn son of Eric Forrester. Well, yeah. and they are bringing it. They are bringing back porn, but this is also where they desperately, and I know we complain about it all the time, but more than ever, it matters now that Kristen needs mm. to be on the campus. Yeah, Sunday needs his mother to Chris stand up to her brother. You need those. Yeah, Kristen and Felicia, because they all need to band together. Because it ain't just Thorn. All of them have been passed over in some way, shape, or form for Trent's Ridge. That's why you start the family drama. This this is what could have saved this storyline. Eric is dying. You bring Kristen, Felicia, Thorne, Ridge together. You got that family infight, but not just between them, but the kids are yes. infight. Because it could be it could be a scene where Felicia yes. or Kristen tells Ridge like, "Mother isn't here to protect you anymore. Get over it, Ridge." 
and get oh in his God. ass. You don't have to, you don't have to, because for yeah. years he for years Reg used Stephanie as a human shield against his siblings. Because Eric's stupid ass just went whatever. But he used Stephanie as a human shield. She's not well, but, you know, Felicia. Felicia could even say to Ridge, I think this would be very important in bringing up, is they need to bring up that he was not there when their mother died. Yep. Mm-hmm. That would be very crucial to the story. Well, like, oh, all the, the, you know, the family could return for when our mother died, like, they need to bring that up. The Forza siblings, they need therapy. All of them. They have been raised in like trauma and all type of like bullshit and it goes right back to their childhood like it like growing up a forester was not easy when you had stephanie erica's as parents and like all the shit that was going on the secrets and the lies and that could bring up so many issues and it, it spills over to their children to stephanie yeah. To RJ. And, and it does because hell, Thor could even tell Ridge, yeah. like, motherfucker, I don't have my daughter because of you daughter. Have no daughter. Yes. The whole alley aspect. Come on, Brad. It, it also goes back to, like, you know, I'm in what? I think September of 89 with Classic Bowl because uh, Jeff Tractor just got there. But even with them calling themselves protecting Thor from realizing that he shot Ridge, it still goes back to protecting fucking Ridge. Stephanie just doesn't want him to know because she's afraid he's going to try that shit again. It all goes back to protecting Rich. It ain't about protecting Thorne. It's always about protecting Rich. Always has been. Yeah. Well, we'll see what is in store for our soaps as the year is about to come to a close. Uh, next month. But in the meantime, Tiggs, where can our listeners find you on Twitter? In Master Part 2. Wonderful. Alan, what about yourself, my dear? Even better. And Rodrigo, what about yourself? You can find me at Rodrigo's World 81. Sounds good to me. You can also find me on Twitter, underscore case 1999. You can find our show on Twitter at the chat underscore podcast. And you can find us on Facebook at the chat show podcast. And we'll see y'all back here next week. Bye. Bye. Bye, y'all.